0: Thank you, sons of bitches, for listening to the Secret Society of Stuff.
1: (laughs) It is raining
2: in Austin, Texas, right now. God damn it, are you shitting me? Fucking stupid. What? Technical fucking difficulties. Oh, I know, dude. It's just ridiculous. You, You see the little logo? Yeah, I loved it, dude. Did you make that? Yeah, I did. I've got to uh, shrink it down, though, because it was formatted for a t-shirt, so I've got to shrink it. I've got to figure out what the ratio is.
1: That's probably the reason that I'm not, like, a graphic designer, is that ratios just confuse me. <laughs>
2: they are, a motherfucker. Like, if you upload shit to Amazon's merch platform, uh, you can make a kill and do print-on-demand through them if you can get approved now, I don't know how hard it is to get an account or if I can well, send well, a referral. But, but math,
1: math, math.
2: Yeah, but there's, like, a, a cheat sheet. To show you what to go by.
1: Finally, finally, all of these uh, these talking penis pictures I've I've been making can can hit the market, you know. So I can't stay on the phone for too much longer. I wanted to set the stage here. It's uh, it's 1964. 1964. 1964. Uh, the Civil Rights Bill has just been passed. Uh, Martin Luther King won the Nobel Prize for. Peace or Beatles were introduced to American audiences. Everyone went fucking ape shit for the Beatles, and a woman named Lonnie Zamora. A woman. A man named Lonnie Zamora walked up on some shit during his shift. He had a routine where he would like wait outside the city limits and just give people speeding tickets all day. So you know, kind of fuck him, right? But I remember reading about this and thinking. This is a qualified observer. He's trained literally to observe and react. And he heard this loud explosion while he was in the middle of this chase, flipped his car around, and went into this, I guess, Arroyo, valley sort of area. I don't know. What's the difference between an Arroyo and a valley?
2: Am I? I think an Arroyo is just like a kind of a big trench ditch area. Maybe Uh...
1: The great mystery then. We don't need to be talking about extraterrestrials. We need to figure out what a fucking Arroyo is. He walked up on a craft that looked like it had been made out of a mold. Dull, metallic, kind of an alloy. What's the word for that? Pewter. There were two beings loitering around the craft. Honestly, he could have given them a ticket. Trespassing, loitering, being fucking weird looking. That's not a punishable offense, I don't think. I need to look that up. It looked like the tic-tac UFO, essentially, except it had this insignia on it that was red, and it looked like an arch. But inside the arch, there was an arrow and a line underneath arrows. So that really kind of stood out to me as being real odd. Uh, And then, like, before he made the pass around this mound, he said that he saw these two creatures... Uh, that were small in stature. Three or four feet high. And they were like like all white. Uh, they were wearing white coveralls. Um, and the. When he passed this mound. And, and And saw the craft again. There were no creatures. And this thing was. Was like. Like hovering off of the ground. And then it shot off. In the direction of this dynamite shack. Which he thought. Was the source of the explosion and cleared it by, you know, like a meter.
2: Uh, and a, a dynamite shake. You know, the, the, ter- why the fuck are we storing dynamite in a shit? Well,
1: because it's New Mexico, bro. I mean, like, New Mexico <laughs> in the 60s. Like, who fucking knows what these guys were doing in the 60s? And, like,
2: and why the fuck was full of dynamite to begin with? Mining town, I guess.
1: Isn't that where they know it's Nevada where they do the nuclear explosions? It's just some hick or hillbilly, you know, that they're, they're they thought one day when they were 18 that they'd mine for nickel or some shit, you know, and, and <clears> they just <throat> never used the dynamite. So. But, it, but, it, but again, that that area seems odd to me, too. Like there's a lot of things about this that that's that strike that resonant chord with me. And then there's a lot of things that strike that um, dissonance chord with me the regiment cords for me are the fact that it was near a, a dynamite shack, which is another source of potential energy, maybe power. I don't know. Like they, they seem to crowd around, uh, nuclear silos, weapons, plants, things like that. I mean, like, it's, I don't know, maybe in the sixties, that was a, a bigger deal. Dynamite was a bigger deal. I don't know. Uh, uh, but, uh, the dissonance chords for me are the are the you know the fact that they had an, an insignia over the like the UFOs don't have insignias, do they?
2: Well, I mean, it was it was a red arrow with a, a fucking arch, an arch and a line under it pointing. I guess so they know which way was fucking up. I don't know. Right, but why
1: red? There's so many questions I have. Like, why? Why would it's
2: a, like it's a national fucking warning sign, man? They're always in red. This side up. This side fucking up.
1: You might have, you might have, uh, you might have touched on something there. National warning, probably. Yeah. What else do you know about that?
2: Uh, I know the case was so important that Jay Allen hit hitchhiked all the way from the desert, somewhere in the middle of fucking Nevada, to Socorro, New Mexico. Heineck hitchhiked. To see him and Quintanilla had a flat on the way there. He told him to fuck off that he had to go. That somebody needed to be there. <laughs> I bet Jay Allen
1: Heineck was a freak. In the bed, you know what I mean. I bet he, <laughs> yeah. his girlfriend say
2: weird shit about UFOs and aliens. He was the first guy to arrive on the scene. He could never debunk it.
1: How did he find out about
2: it? I guess someone called him to the Air Force. It was Blue Book file. That's right. Was he Blue Book concurrent with yeah, the were, event? They were both Blue Books. That was '64. Jesus, dude. He said out of what '69? Is that when they shut Blue Book down? Well, they shut down when they uh, told everybody that nothing to see
1: here move along. They were good police officers. I wonder I wonder how people who denied all this stuff are going to come out in the future
2: without some sort of amnesty. Uh, a lot of these people won't come out. You know, you're talking about 75 years since Roswell happened. Hell, most of those people are dead now. You know, anyone who's still alive, I think we should make them wear scarlet letters. <laughs> what are you
1: wearing that shit for? I, I didn't believe in UFOs.
2: Oh. My wife was one of those no believers until I started seeing shit and point it out. Yeah, and she she still doesn't want to, you know, admit or really believe that something's happening. She just ignores the topic altogether. People have weird reactions to the unknown. Wow. It could blow the world off its foundation. I'd rather that than war, you know? Uh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> What's something else to focus on? Just a matter of time before China goes in and invades Taiwan, and that's going to kick off World War III.
1: Oh, hang on, guys. Uh, you don't need to invade anything because we're uh, uh, actually not alone in the universe.
2: That was the point Reagan made, you know, that if we had some kind of alien force, he uh, like it would, you know, use out the world. So. Did you
1: read that briefing document that they gave him from it uh, Fort? Uh, the, the name of the. Uh... Oh, Christ, I got it on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, you know where they give all the presidents their, their classified briefings when they first come into office. It's – come on, God damn it, Help me. Camp David? It might be Camp David. It was Camp David. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so these gatekeepers were there. There's this briefing document circulating online where these gatekeepers essentially of, of this kind of information – are sitting with the president and he's getting debriefed on the subject. And they're talking about how there's like five known species. And we only have proof of a few starting in whenever Gerardo happened. Forty one.
2: Yeah, I think that was 41 when Cape Girardeau.
1: That's the only physical evidence we have, but there's tons of circumstantial evidence that this has been going on for quite some time. Which brings me to this weird point. Why is Lou Elizondo talking about different species of life so much? I don't know. So there's something really strange going on as far as people's subjective experience of the phenomenon. Like, it's too subjective. If you look for facts and you're a a proponent of a specific hypothesis, you're going to find evidence leading to a a validation of that hypothesis, regardless of whether that hypothesis is true or not. It's almost as if reality itself is at play. Or
2: You know, we were talking about the uh, Jackie Gleason thing a while back. That was Richard Nixon that took Gleason to Florida. He shook his Secret Service details, took him inside a military base. Gleason,
0: Jackie
1: Chan?
2: No, Jackie Gleason, dumbass. I heard about that. In the middle of the night,
1: picked that fat ass up. Nixon wasn't an elitist, you know. He he went to an Ivy League school, but he was poor when he did that. He fucking hated rich people. Mm -hmm. And I think Jackie Gleason reminded him of his i don't know his roots or something but yeah that seems like the kind of guy he would pick up gleason said that you could see the the hangar from the road and it opened up and you could see the craft but it must have been some farm road or something some country road
2: uh it was a homestead in florida apparently
1: and florida yes it's such a fucked up place, dude.
2: The the one pitfall of Florida is Ron DeSantis runs the fucking place.
1: I think the biggest mistake you've ever made right there is, is saying
2: the one pitfall from Florida. Florida's got, that's what it is. It's a giant <laughs> pitfall. There, there's so much crazy shit that goes on in Florida. It's fucking ridiculous. You know, just the people in fucking general, they're nuts.
1: What What is it about that place that makes people so fucking weird? It's like Colorado Springs. People in Colorado Springs are, like, almost just as weird as people in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking... Yeah. Avril Haines has come out and said
2: extraterrestrial already. Avril Levine says that aliens are real. You're not Avril Levine, dumbass. Avril Haines. She's the fucking uh. head of the though. Yeah, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> you would see yeah. <laughs> But Jimmy Lovato said we shouldn't call them aliens because that's racist. Oh, yeah. Demi Lovato's a retard. I kind of feel as if this thing she put out is kind of going to poison the pool on the fucking you apologize for front. So. Yeah. I kind of feel like she probably pees standing up. <laughs> you know, she is no longer a he. She is, uh, you know, just binary now. So god damn it why had i edit all that out civilization is so fucked dude and everyone's just
1: reacting to it in their own individual and unique ways and civilization itself is saying no you can't do that you can't panic you can't show people that you're panicking if you're any kind of divergent behavior we're gonna have to make illegal, unfortunately or we're gonna humiliate you because everything's supposed to be fine fake it till you make it is not working anymore It's not working anymore, you know, and I don't think embracing all of this weird shit is the answer either, but making it ridiculous to talk about isn't helping, right? Right. But the universe has kind of a funny way of sorting things out, and it may be that all of this divergence is a mechanism of response to try and clean up the mess we've made, you know? We're we're not headed towards a, a, a bright and carefree future we're headed towards a fiery cataclysm (laughs) and it's pretty obvious to every single person who has the the balls to sit and look at it you know and not be freaked out because you know your first response as a human being is to not think about it and um you can only ignore the symptoms for so long before it starts to affect you in a real way so maybe this is a natural response this is something that that humanity needs to use because something's happening something is approaching us quickly whenever something like this happens it's probably best to sit up and take notice
2: my whole hold up i grew up in church but my whole hold up with religion now is it's so fucking political and so skewed and so oh my god you have tattoos you're going to hell it's it's not worth it i believe there's some higher being but who's to say whose religion's right or wrong
1: well, see, I think religion is spirituality for people. Right? Yeah, you know? it is.
2: God, exactly. pers- it's for person. It's like every
1: every time a, a crazy person or a half crazy person decides to get naked and go off into the desert for forty days, they come back with some pretty interesting information. And
2: then people I mean, share you know, that. You look different. at the you look at the Native American sweat lodges and shits that they do. What's a spud wash? What sweat lodge, that That's not potato washing.
1: I don't know, man. I think I think that w- that there's there's way 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 more to this phenomenon than what people can even comprehend. I, I, I think um, I think there's a lot of information out there that that is so misleading. Because it's just clutter, right? Like, what are do you doing it a, in a dirty room? You just bounce from wall to wall because you don't know where you are, right? I mean, right. you just you can't. You, I, for me, anyways, like I can't I can't focus unless I have a clean working environment, and I think that that's maybe the the purpose of all that disinformation is is to is to clutter the work environment to where you don't know oh, what to for focus sure, on. For sure. I mean,
2: it's all disinformation.
1: With that in mind and knowing, and I, I love J. Allen Hynek, right? I mean, you know, come on, dude. The guy's awesome. Right, but, right. but he was the chairman of the Blue Book, which was a famous I mean, disinformation campaign. So if he says that something is believable, what was it like? 700 of the 12,000 reports were listed as unknown. Don't you yeah. think that while he was... Under the employee of the Air Force, he might have done a little misleading himself? Possibly.
2: But, uh, I mean, FBI contacted the Air Force. The Air Force said they had no special projects in the air at the time. Who's to say they weren't just lying to the fucking FBI, you know? Exactly. But, there, there was more than the police officer who saw it. I saw... Or her oh that's, somewhere right. No, that's right no uh, you're where, right. like 5 5 p.m someone called it in he was the only one that saw the two entities but he was not the only one who saw the crap itself and there was also the physical evidence the indentations moldering grass
1: none of this shit makes sense to me man right fucking tripod man like what are you if it can hover right if it has like anti-grav why does it have a landing gear
2: Maybe you got to touch ground to walk off the ship, but there's been plenty of reports where the beings just hovered from the fucking ship. You look at uh, Pascagoula, Mississippi.
1: There's also the reports of, of the craft that leave trails of radiation, the dirty UFOs. Oh, that's right. a great band. band dirty band. UFOs. The dirty UFOs, dude. Uh, so, but but I think that maybe those could possibly be, you know, U.S. trying to reproduce these things with available materials and technologies, and the the creatures. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe that was a mirage, but that seems like a an, an American test flight to me. Uh, And definitely the the Air Force isn't going to come out and say, yeah, we were definitely we were testing secret. aircraft. We don't want you to know about (laughs) we're going to tell you now, you know, just because you're
2: asking. Fuck no, dude, they're not going to tell people shit. That's their job. Uh, The thing is, though, you know, Blue Book was tied in with the Air Force and Heineck seemed to believe that something actually (laughs) happened here. So unless they were just kept in the dark on secret project going, um, all that shit's compartmentalized, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, right? like that's that's why, that's why the president of the United States can't just walk into the white house and say, you know, here's the UFO files, you know, because it's all need to do. Yeah. it's
1: like One hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. It's ridiculous, dude. I, I don't understand how we've made it so far with this kind of secret. It's almost as if the secret itself is, the weapon. you know, it's just destroying right. the fabric of, of, of everything, you know, you, secrets are very destructive you know very destructive in nature and something like this is i don't know i, I think the longer you keep it in the the, the unhealthier it becomes so I, yeah. I i'm glad that some of this stuff is finally coming out but you know there's going to be a period of sickness where people just won't know what to do right but that's inevitable right it's going to happen eventually might as well yeah. have it and now, in the middle of a pandemic, you know, like just get it all out. Let's have a. Yeah, I mean,
2: well, I mean, that's why they did the shit they did, you know, during June of last year when they put out the DNI report. Well, everybody yeah. was focused on COVID, so, oh yeah, by the way. <laughs>
1: yeah, aliens are real, or not aliens, but craft are real. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's interesting, like, the, the way that they're releasing the information. Yeah, it all exists. There
2: was a dead body, apparently, on the side of Highway 459 all day yesterday, and it had been run over multiple times before the police ever discovered it about, I don't know, three or four o'clock. Somebody finally called it in, but there was reports. Oh, that's that right. You, you live
1: it. in Alabama. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this article about um, genetic, I guess you'd call them like premutations. The way that you create a mutation, an evolutionary mutation, is you damage the DNA. Rough it up a little on the edges, right? It's it's just a mutation of damaged DNA. That's all it is. is It reminded me of this one report I can't remember where or when or I can remember the what this craft flew over and all of these Gossamer thin filaments started falling out of the sky. And when they would hit people in their arms or their shoulders or their heads, it would it, they wouldn't feel anything. But later they would go and get uh, x-rays and it would show that these things were like microscopically puncturing people. And going all the way through them, thousands of them. And I'm, I'm just wondering if I'm crazy or what other purpose would, would something like that serve? I mean, that seemed purposeful to me.
2: Uh, shut up. I don't even think I've heard about that one.
1: What is happening? What is, what, I mean, there's so many, dude. If I lived seven lifetimes, I don't think that I could get through all of these reports. I mean, it, it's so upsetting to me when people say, well, there isn't... I haven't seen any evidence of anything happening. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the
2: fuck up, bro. Look,
1: look, look... Use your fucking eyes.
2: Look around. Look put- turn your fucking phone off. Just disconnect. Sit there. Fucking watch the
1: sky. There's too many, like, hypotheses out there. Hypotheses. Hypothesis? Hypotheses.
2: I know hypothesis is correct, but... So. What the fuck are you, Oh, I figured it out already. It is a steep sided gully formed by the action of fast flowing water in an arid or semi arid region found chiefly in the southwestern United States.
0: So, what the so fuck is that?
2: Pretty much a drive track <laughs> record. I,
1: I stored that information in there somewhere, somehow. <laughs> All right, so one more thing I have to talk to you about the uh, <laughs> the Kurt Jimungle interview with Linda Moulton Howe. What the fuck, man? Yeah, man. Why, why are you being so mean to Linda Moulton Howe?
2: Uh, I mean, it, I know it, it wasn't intentionally him. You could tell at the end that he uh, really regretted the whole situation. It was all fucking provoked by Steve Cambion, by Truth Seekers.
1: What is a Truth Seeker? Explain to me. That doesn't – that seems like a misnomer to me.
2: Uh, I mean, it's Cambion. Well, it's I mean, Cambion's went sideways at Lou before, too, and Kurt asked the question – uh about his pay, maybe, I think it was, when he was... Oh, uh,
1: right, he got pissed off.
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, provide your fucking uh, tax returns. and he's like, fuck you, I'm, I'm not providing shit, you fucking peasant. <laughs> so I was looking to see when the Super Bowl was happening. Yeah. And you know how Google has like a list of, you know, frequently asked questions involving the fucking specific wording? Sure. In the mi- In the middle of the screen. Anyway, one of the questions that popped up there was who wins the Super Bowl 2022? And when you click the little drop down arrow, it says it's the Los Angeles Rams, and then it goes into how they played uh Prant. But it also said they won the Super Bowl in 2022. So let's see what, what happens here. What now? According to Google, That's the Dimension Hopper uh, people. Talking to time travelers? No,
1: no. It's, 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 it's like a group of people who believe that that there's this method. It's almost like a magical ritual where you uh, take a glass of water and you label that water your current life. And then you have an empty glass of water or an empty glass and you, you write on the label all of the things that you want your new life to be and you turn out the light and really concentrate on this new life and pour the glass of water from your old life into the new one. Right. And apparently it's supposed to trigger, according to these people's beliefs, a shift in dimensions, a dimensional hop where you'll, you'll go to a different parallel reality where those things are are made possible, possible, not, not plausible, but possible rather than, than not possible at all. And, uh, uh, there's these people who say that they, they remember events differently than everybody else. And they say that it's a, a product of uh, uh, of uh, of them coming from an entirely different reality. And I just – I think that that's just batshit crazy.
2: That is.
1: Uh... But at the same time, I guess my, my spiritual beliefs indicate that it might – be possible. I don't know if it's not p- possible. It's just that so many people are uh, you, once you get a bandwagon that big on an idea that flimsy, it, it's it's just silly to watch. You know, It's like clowns in a, in a Volkswagen at a rodeo. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh shit.
2: I was trying to remember this story I heard a while back about this guy who was sending messages from himself back from the past to the future from a computer. I don't remember. I think oh, I said God, you know. yeah, dude, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, this one was actually conducted inside a uh, college department. Apparently, dude set up the computer 20 years ago. Out of, oh, there's no way that's a hoax. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so what happened <laughs> Not not, yeah, at a, not at a fucking college. There's more on this Gillibrand shit if you want me to keep going. Yes, uh, please. Just like the first. please. Uh, our national security efforts rely on aerial supremacy and the phone phenomena. I can't fucking read Phenomena present a challenge to our dominance over the air. My amendment will establish a formal office to report and respond to UAPs and give us scientific capabilities needed to track and share data, investigate sightings, and develop a response to this growing security threat. Coordinated effort to take control and understand whether these aerial phenomena belong to a foreign government or something else altogether. Congressman Gallego to include the amendment that will help remove the stigmas surrounding UAP. It is my hope that the creation of a new Joint Defense Department and Intelligence Community Office focused on UAPs will provide the resources Analytics and attention needed to determine what is ordering around our military training range. We also maintain the transparency and accountability that my provision in last year's intelligence Operation act report provided by ensuring ongoing un- unclassified reporting.
1: I, I, it's hard for me to like reckon this with my. Decades of studying this, Uh, of knowing that this shit's been around since Sumeria.
2: Did you you see the uh,
1: problem? Like, that's so outrageous to me to hear.
2: Did you see the Egyptian coin that? People don't know if maybe a hoax or not that was released. There was a photo I don't know two three weeks ago. Uh, yeah,
1: the, the alien on the on the yeah, the
2: alien and the UFO and yeah, on this uh, antique looking coin. Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of these are legitimate, and they've just been battered into ridicule and uh, anyway.
2: The bicameral bipartisan Gillibrand Amendment provides a comprehensive framework for a scientific data driven approach to get the truth about UAP, says Senator Blunt. Protecting our national security interests means knowing who and what are flying in U.S. airspace. No shit, right?
1: Yeah, I know. Uh,
2: <laughs> Based on briefings, I received the Chairman of the House Intelligence and Special Operations Subcommittee. I firmly believe that the Department of Defense and the intelligence community need to come together to create a permanent, synchronized structure to collect and analyze UAP data. The UAP office would be given the task of providing a full spectrum of intelligence, scientific, and technical assessments related to UAPs, including collection and analysis of data into a central repository, establish a science plan, build national priorities and intelligence framework. I don't know, man. What do you think? I think we're closer than we've been, but who knows? God, I've, I've
1: been ridiculed about this shit so much, dude. It's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, relieving and depressing at the same time <laughs> but the depressing thing is that it's is that nobody seems to give a shit like they've just been hearing it for so long that finally when the government came out and said yeah these things are real sorry the fucking uh, one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing or if they do it's so classified and compartmentalized that we'll we'll never know for sure what happened? Uh, that's just a realization that's starting to hit me. Like, their actions are telling us exactly what their plans are. And it's just it's just so
2: upsetting, dude. Like, no, we have
1: confirmation, right? But we don't have
2: proof. Yeah, we, we, don't, do, we don't, don't have disclosure. We, have, we do definitely have confirmation at this point, mm-hmm. especially after June of last year, you know, when that June 25th DNI report came out. Uh, I couldn't believe what the, I was seeing. And, and everyone was like, oh, this is a big nothing burger. But it, I mean, it was to some degree. But were you really expecting them to come out and say it's aliens? They stepped further out of bounds than I ever imagined they would by, you know, stating the fact that it wasn't us and they didn't believe it was Russia or China. So.
1: Well, hell, John Lear said said, you know, one day the most that they'll ever tell us is that, is that, yes, there was a craft and a body recovered. That's the exactly. most that they'll ever tell us. And we didn't even get that, though. I mean, like and, and that's one incident, one incident of what hundreds did you hear about that kid, the the genius who's who's creating metamaterials from just the five observables? Is it Tom DeLonge? No, Tom DeLonge genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are really hard on him.
2: I haven't really sat down and tried to listen to Angels and Airwaves, and I used to like Link 182 quite a bit. I mean, I wasn't like a huge fan uh, or anything, but I actually dig some of their music.
1: Yeah, I do too. <laughs> God, I've been so hard on Tom DeLonge. At least he tried to do something. Like, his effort is noble.
2: You know, well, like, I mean, if you if you go to the TTSA website now, there there's still a list of all the people involved. Uh, but now there's really nothing there regarding UAPs or Metamaterial or any of that shit. Their homepage is just a, a collection of fucking clothing line uh, that they're selling now. No
1: fucking way. The the Academy to the Stars? What is it? Yeah, to the Stars? Uh, To the
2: Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, yeah. After Steve Bannon left, you know, the Skunk Works guy, and Lou and Chris Mellon, uh, after they all departed, it kind of just went downhill from there. Hal is still part of the board, though. He is? Well, then He was. He he, was last time I looked.
1: If if, if he's turning into a t-shirt company, what... what Why is my keyboard... Is it dead? What's happened here? All right, dude. Well, I'm going to... This is plenty, dude. I, I have to edit like an hour um or 45 minutes rather because i'm gonna put in some recordings and stuff and i'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna take my shirt off and scream into the microphone like alex jones for a couple of minutes just right. to get some anger out uh, <laughs> alex jones <laughs> i saw this comment that, that said uh um, I was watching the Bob Lazar Joe Rogan interview and there was a the top comment was uh, when aliens take DMT they, they see Alex Jones <laughs> <laughs> apparently
2: we have uh, revamped the front page of the website again what 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 website uh, TTSA's website. They they still have their clothing line and shit. Why do they it's, have a clothing line? They created some shirts that say to the Stars Academy and some different shit on them. I
1: would uh, never was, wear that shirt ever! <laughs> Why is no one talking about how stupid that fucking name is? <laughs>
2: then you have a timeline of the company here going on with a bunch of their books and bullshit. And then you have a list of their comics they've released and their books. Comics? Yeah.
1: Comic books?
2: Mm-hmm uh the lonely astronaut Fuck. who took my clothes apparently is the book
1: i gotta we gotta end
2: this episode. no I'm no
1: going. we have plenty we have plenty to end it. i'm getting really upset now Two to the stars academy has once again put me over my fucking limit i can't do it i gotta go hey I gotta hey, go.
2: Here, here, hey here's one good thing at the bottom they have saved 19,805 trees
1: I gotta go. I gotta go! I gotta
0: go! I gotta go! This is so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Whatever happened was so devastating or traumatic for him that he would have to drink. He let me know that he couldn't talk because our home was tapped. He was the flight chief over all of this base. He came in the door, and I can see that something had happened. I'd seen it before, but he wouldn't talk about it. I just said, I need to know. And he leaned over to me and whispered those reptilians. And it took me a while. I figured out that it was literally <laughs> some kind of intelligent reptilian that he was working with. And then he just went into the drinking. From that point on, he was not happy. He didn't want to go out of the house. And he was angry about it. My husband put his life on the line for humanity. Within a month, he said, get in the truck going for a ride. And so I said, okay. I went with him, and the first place he took me was out in the desert, near the space shuttle. He drove me towards the tarmac, towards these groupings of huge hangars were testing different rockets and jets. And he parked and nodded to me to get out. I wasn't sure what to do, but I just followed him. I was his wife, and, and as he got into the hangar, he went to the right. And he put in a code and it opened, and we, we went down quite a ways. I'm sure we went past many floors. As we got off the elevator. There was vast caverns. So we walked down one particular cavern, and as we got down a way, he stopped in this one area. You could say like little offices, but everything is cement. He just leaned against the wall to the left, and he kind of nodded to me to look in the window. was... ...small rectangular with very thick glass, and I reached up, I looked in, and it almost stopped my heart, and there was a reptilian being, fierce-looking, seven feet, and as I was gazing in, it turned its head, and it had the reptilian face with an elongated nose, but it had an apparatus over its mouth. The hind legs were much bigger, stronger, arms and muscular chest, green, green skin, scaly, different colors of green to yellow green, hands with sharp, claw-like hands. If you just put your hand up and you kind of curved it, each finger was about an inch wide. And then the claw would just kind of slip over the nail, which gave it a claw. I felt it was a male. Didn't feel female at all. It was very menacing. The inside of the hands were pale yellow. The eyes, yellow, really deep, like cat eye yellow, huge almond eyes that the uh, slit would be vertical. They had a slit in their eye. The moment it looked around, it pierced my heart. It's like it scanned me. And I jumped back from the window, and I almost fell on the floor. I was trembling. He was satisfied that I understood what was going on. He needed me to know. He wanted the world to know. I realized that our lives were in danger. My daughter and myself or whatever had transpired. fire wasn't good, it wasn't good.